Hello, my growing and powerful tribe, and welcome to Rewoke, rewriting our kids' education podcast. My name is Michelle Person, and we are on a journey to change the face of education. We are rethinking, re-examining, and re-educating ourselves and our children. You know, on Rewoke, we pride ourselves on exploring all facets of education, not just what happens in the classroom. Last season, we had the pleasure of speaking with Hart Wilson of Candles from the Heart, who was a young man who started a business at the tender age of 10 so that he could pay for his college education. My guests today are around his age, and they too have decided that they are going to rethink how we define success and what little people are capable of. Ziggy and Tootie were just three and four years old when they began helping their mom bake cakes for others. What started as a fun hobby has morphed into a full-time, full-scale business. Motivational speaker and entrepreneur Simon Woodruff said, I want kids to think when I grow up, shall I be a pop star, a footballer, or an entrepreneur? Shoot, as I get the opportunity to meet these amazing kids, I wonder if we even have to have them wait until they grow up. They are making moves now. And oh yeah, are you woke? In my late 30s, before I began to think about going into business for myself, I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't know where to begin. And I had a master's degree, all that schooling. And it never once occurred to me that instead of working 50 to 60 hours a week for someone else, I could be working for myself. In early 2021, I made the decision to venture out on my own. And it definitely has been the best decision I ever made. But I often think I wouldn't have waited as long as I did if I had been exposed to the idea way before I became an adult. My guest today, Dr. Shiva Quinn and her daughters, Ziggy and Tootie, have discovered what most of us have not, that entrepreneurship is a powerful tool when it comes to building wealth and that you don't have to be an expert or even an adult to build a business. Dr. Shiva, Ziggy and Tootie, how are you guys today? Yay! I'm so glad that you guys could take time out of your very busy schedule between homeschooling and making these cakes to sit down and talk with us. Can we are talking today about kids who are entrepreneurs, parents who are supporting entrepreneurship, what you've learned, what you wish you would have learned. And so um, we're just going to jump right in. But um, before we get into all the nitty gritty about how you guys, um, what you guys do and, and, and where you are right now with your business, mom, can you share a little bit of background of how you guys got here? Like, how did this come to be a thing? So I'm retired military. Um, I retired when Tootie was six months old because I wanted to be home with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so the first business was actually called Ziggy and Tootie Boutique because I used to make tutus and hair bowls and all that stuff. And the Yes, but these girls didn't like tutus. Well, they she didn't... liked them, but I didn't. <laughs> gotcha. But Ziggy did. And it didn't really go as planned. So... Um, I just kind of set that business to a side. But what I noticed is that Ziggy and Tootie were always 
like playing in the backyard, trying to make cakes and trying to, up the dirt. yeah, playing in the dirt, bringing it in the house. You know, when we were younger, we used to do mud piles, right? Right. Right. So we were searching for fossils. Most of the time, we were kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, y'all were searching for fossils and doing all that science stuff. So they never knew what the mud pies was, but they were doing the thing, right? And so um, one day, because it took all my bowls. You, you have pepper shell? Do you have pepper shell? No, no. Pepper shell were like these expensive bowls and kitchen utensils. And so like a one bowl may cost 20 or $30, right? I've heard of them. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of them. And before kids, I had the money to do all the pepper shell stuff. So I had these pepper shell bowls. And I would find my bowls in the backyard full of dirt. <laughs> And so one day I was like, you know what? Let me show you how to make a cake. Like, if we're going to do this, let me show you how to do it correctly. Okay. So I showed him how to make a cake and I shared it on social media and the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So before the project, mom, had you ever, had you ever talked to them about your entrepreneurship project that you had before they, um, before they were born or just they, so this is something completely on their own. Yes. The only thing they knew before, and they really didn't even know it, is that they were the models for the boutique, right? Okay. So I would dress them up and prop them up and put them in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. But they were so young, they didn't know they were, they were, you know, doing business, I guess, being the advertisement. Okay. Um, so when they started, when they started doing it on their own, uh, it was really new to them. And when they started that journey, and I realized they actually had something there, like people were throwing money at them because they wanted to buy a cake. We had no idea how to ship a cake or any of any of that. Mm-hmm. So I realized we had something. And immediately I enrolled them at the time. It was Dr. Boris Watkins uh, Business School for Kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, let's figure out how we can make this work for kids. I knew how to do business for adults, but not for kids. And so we got enrolled in there and he taught us some things and he, they felt empowered. Uh, one thing they learned is that business, when you make money, money has to have a job. So he set some goals. And what was your, girl, what was your first goal? Like, we wanted to go to Disney World. Now, most of these things was me and I like watching YouTube videos all the time. And mm-hmm. we got to see all of these people going to fun places like Great World Block and Disney World. So mm-hmm. we said we wanted to go there, too. So that's what we set our goal on. Okay. So so it's not, this is amazing to me. So it, it was, so this journey was not planned, first of all. Like no one, no one here right now set out and was like, I want to make cakes. It came out of, um, I want my bowls back. I want <laughs> these girls seem like they are enjoying making uh making cakes. So I'm gonna show them how to make cakes that do not wreck my house. Um, and from there it just really took on a life of its own. That is amazing. Okay, yeah. girls, now that this is a full-blown business, um, you've learned a lot. Your mom enrolled you in Dr. Bo- uh, Dr. Boyce jo- Joyce Watkins Business School, and we are definitely gonna put a link to that in the um in the show notes so people can um can, if they're interested that's definitely an awesome resource but you learned a lot from from that class i'm sure you've learned a lot from your mom what what have you learned that that during the course of your business that you wish you had known before you started well the thing i wish we had known about business before we started was most likely probably about shipping because after we learned how to make the cake, the problem was shipping it. Because during the summer, 
icing would melt on the cakes. Mm. And even during the winter, it'd be hard to figure out how to repackage cakes to make sure they stay still so they don't fall on, so they don't topple over and fall apart. We went trip to Cape to New York, but by the time that we got it back, it was all tipped over. And it was very nice to get like melted fully. <laughs> wow. Okay, and where are you guys so people what where are you guys located? We're located in Byron, Georgia. So you guys are in Georgia and you were shipping cakes to New York City? Well, yeah. we shipped it to New York, we shipped it to Africa, and we shipped it like, like all over the world. So clearly you have figured out the answer to how do you ship a cake. You guys have, have figured out that answer. Yes, for cakes, people would usually have to come close to us or we would have to deliver it to them ourselves. Mm -hmm. And for cookies, they were a lot easier to ship, like sugar cookies and regular cookies. Because they had less frosting in their shell. It was more thicker and already dry. Gotcha. So, okay, so the girls wish they had knew more about um, how to ship things once you create them. Mom, what do you wish you had known at the beginning of this journey that, that you know now? You know, this is shipping as well. And here's the thing. My, my career in the military was logistics. So you would think I knew everything I was to know about shipping, right? Uh, this is just a different side of it. One thing that I did to help them get started and to get their um, orders up is that I sponsored their uh, shipment for a while. Okay. And so if people would buy cakes and I would say free shipping, you know, order from Zillion to she, the cakes. She kind of got that Amazon is what I did. You think I got it from Amazon? <laughs> Could have been, I don't know. But uh, it was free shipping. And it was fine. The cost of shipping wasn't was fine as long as it was on the East Coast. Right. So when it got farther, money <laughs> started rising. Yes, when we had to ship to California, I almost lost my mind. The shipment to California was like three times the price of the cake. And I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. So clearly when you are, so all my entrepreneurs out there for who, who are working with kids who are building their own business, if you have a product that has to be delivered somewhere, figure out how you are going to ship that product to make it cost effective. That is the gem yes. that they just dropped today because the babies have said it and mom has said it. Like ship figuring yes. out shipping is key. Um, mom, what kinds of things have you had to do to support them on this journey? So if parents are like, well, my kid has an idea. Um, you know, they, they like to, to have their own business. What kinds of things have you had to do to be able to support them on this journey? One of the things that I definitely had to do was uh, readjust the mindset of people because people automatically think that because they're kids, they get the phase of, oh, their little business. How's their little business doing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's cute for a little while. But on the other side of it is that we're seeing big, you know, uh, big prices and big orders and big investments. Big investments are happening. And so... Uh, when people think that it's kids, they often think that they just can throw them a couple of coins and they should be happy because they're kids. Right. Well, even though you're a child, you still have to, again, buy all your products, uh, buy all your packaging materials, do all the things as any other business does. Mm -hmm. And so I had to literally change the mindset of people by making sure that they had um, big prices, grown up prices for real products. Right. So that people can understand that this is not a little business. You know, they may be little in statue, but uh, the service that they're providing and delivering to people is big business. Right. Well, how girls, how has it changed? You know, how, how old are you guys? We didn't talk about how old you guys are. I'm 11 and I'm about to turn 10 in December. 
Okay, so we have a 10-year-old and 11-year-old who most not, uh, 11 and 10-year-olds are coming home from school. They are playing video games. They are watching YouTube. They are TikToking it up. Like that's what they do in their full in, in their time. What kinds of things have you guys had to do that are different than your average 10 and 11 year old to be able to do this business? Well, the different things we would do in our basis would be like after school or early in the mornings, we would come here and bake cakes. Mm-hmm. And something else that was different is even though we were homeschooled, we still had a whole lot of activities like sports and karate. So soon our schedules got really full. So we had to manage all of that and still baking and doing vending events. And even sometimes in our spare time, this was like last year, we went to the BX and we did that like in the mornings to like one o'clock. So we had to do a lot of baking and stuff during our spare time. Um, You guys have had to become really, really aware of how much time you have and how much time you don't have and just really juggle your schedules accordingly. Do you miss... Just, you know, regular, I don't know, YouTubing for hours on end and scrolling through videos or playing videos. We have never done that. <laughs> never done that. <laughs> There's never been time for that. <laughs> I don't think I can remember watching videos on YouTube was when we were kids. It's just Lego stop motion videos. We probably only did that for like 10 minutes a day. First of all, well, well, I want to say to your mom that there are parents listening to this right now like, wow, I want to get my kids off of YouTube and start a business. Make them start a business and get them off YouTube. There's no time for YouTube. There's no time for TikTok. None of that. That is awesome. Do you guys enjoy it? Yes, I do. You do? That's awesome. Um. Dr. Chiba, you obviously, um, for we didn't really get into your background in terms of, you know, you have your doctorate, you, um, I know you have an online school, um, I know you homeschool your girls, I know you are a public speaker, um, your resume is just, you know, long and, and profound. Um, so um, what kinds of things do you think that parents who should be listening, and I list all those things that, you know, her qualifications so that you all understand that what's about to come out of her mouth gems people you need to be picking up these gems because she is going about about to drop some knowledge um what types of things should parents be teaching their children at home um to make sure that they are ready to um create their own path and they can go on their own path and that you you have clearly created two very empowered very strong-minded girls who know what they want and have are setting goals for themselves and they are building towards their future how would you encourage other parents to, um, to, to create, to recreate what you have done with these girls? You know, I think one of the most important things that I did early is that I taught my kids about their history. I taught them African-American history. I taught them from a perspective of knowing that you come from generations of lack, right? Like you have a, a weight on you that you have the responsibility to make a difference in this world because the ones that came before you, they, they suffer for you. Like, you know, uh, in order for things to change, then you have to be part of the change agent. And so you don't have to be broke. You don't have to be uh, someone begging for bread if you understand the sacrifices that other people have made and know that you, you have a responsibility to do better. Mm-hmm. And so I think by understanding, this is for anyone, we're African-American, so of course we explore African-American history, but regardless of what nationality or race that you are, or what culture that you come from, I think when 
your children understand the suffrage and the sacrifices that were made by their ancestors. It now gives them more of an honor to go forth and be great because if someone such as your, you know, just your grandparents, you understand the sacrifices that they made, you know, you want to do, you want to do better by them. You want to do right by them. And so when you, when we empower our kids through knowledge, uh, I think that now they understand that I can be so much more because the price has already been paid. All I got to do is just walk in it and do better. But it's when we try to reserve things and when we, when we try to say, well, my kids aren't ready for that. Well, I'm not really ready to introduce them to that. Well, I don't want to teach them about some of the things that, you know, I've been through or what their grandparents been through because they're so young. Well, my response to that is that it's part of their history. So when, we, when do we start having a conversation, right? You know, my parents, they didn't have a lot. These girls, they laugh at me all the time. They're like, Mom, you didn't have a real Halloween costume? No, we wore a sheet. The whole yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and the candy still tasted just as good. When we let them, when we don't try to shelter them from our past or our lack, you know, then now they're in a position to know that they can do better. They want to make a change. It is it's weird. Well, I don't want to say weird, but more often than not, Kids want to be a change agent. They just don't know how, right? They don't know the tools. They don't know the resources. They don't know uh, any of those things because they haven't been here before. We have to teach them those things. And so when we teach them through knowledge, uh, again, just for what our immediate family, we ain't got to go outside and try to teach them about the world, just our immediate family. Now they're, now they're empowered to say, wow, I can be a difference maker in my family. Like I can be a change agent. Like I can do better. You know, there was a time when it was the big thing that uh, be the first college graduate in your family. Remember when there was a big question, like, are you the first? It still is if, you, if you're applying for, if you're applying for financial aid, you know, are you the first college graduate, uh, first high school graduate, that type of thing? Well, we need to change that to be, you know, um, are, are you the first to start a business? Are you the yes. first, uh, you know, millionaire of your family? That type of thing. Make, move the bar, take it mm -hmm. higher, and mm -hmm. give them something to reach towards your achievement. And you will, you know, see your children grow and blossom. Because if they don't know that it's possible based on what things used to be, well, then they don't know how to go in the closet. They only know their environment because we have to teach them. So I, I have so many comments that I want to make on, on that because you said so many, so many very powerful things. But the two things I'm going to comment on is 100%. I agree with teaching them their history. And that, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started Just Like Me Presents and, and, and why we do what we do, why this podcast exists, because I want to be able to change how we teach our children. That's why Meanwhile in Africa was created, which is our curriculum where children are able to um, see their history from a different perspective, the full history, the not watered down, left out pieces and parts of the history and show mm -hmm. them that, look, we came from, like you said, creative thinkers, entrepreneurs, innovators, discoverers. Um, so let's learn these lessons. And now exactly what you said, the other part of Meanwhile in Africa is taking those lessons. And now let's apply what we've learned so that we can following the footsteps of those innovators, those critical thinkers, those, um, those, um, those change makers. So 100%, I agree with you on all of that. And the other thing, it's funny, I scroll Facebook because, you know, I'm not as disciplined as you girls. And so sometimes when I'm scrolling on Facebook, you know, you find, you see memes or little videos. And I saw one that I think is growing in popularity, or maybe I'm just late to the table, but um, a guy was basically saying, and I'm about to paraphrase it because I'm gonna get it wrong. But basically like my grandfather walked 
My dad drove a uh, my dad drove a, a a beat up car. I drive a, a Beamer. My grand my ch- my child will drive a Tesla or whatever. But my grandson, with that child, will be back to walking. And when and the question is, well, why will that child be back to walking? It's because hard times make great men, or, or easier times. Easy times make you know soft men. So basically, like when you don't share. Um, the information of how hard it was for you and you just hand the, mm-hmm. you know, you know, things to people, they, they don't understand the struggle. They don't, un- they don't respect it. They don't, the bar has not been raised. It's been given. And so they right. would stay right at that level um, and not ever elevate. And it's not into, and if you do that too many times and you don't raise the bar, well, the bar is going to just get lowered. And right. so eventually you're going to start the whole, have to start the whole cycle all over again. But if you are elevating your children and then your grandchildren and then your great grandchildren and teaching them their history and, and and making them understand the sacrifices and giving them all the information, then you will continue to raise the bar and you will see amazing things. So I agree with you 100% on everything you said. Um, what uh, resources or things do you, uh, do you think that you can offer to parents or suggest to parents who want to help their children um, start the, like who are intrigued by what you've said and they want to help their child figure out their business and, and, and grow something. What resources do you suggest? Wow. Um, definitely. First, I would say uh, get good reading. <laughs> you know what I say? Good, good, get good with money, but get exceptionally well with reading. Um, and just any, just any books about entrepreneurship and growth and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And don't be so confined to just reading children's books. Like, let's read some big books, right? Like, let's have some adult type of reading conversations. I know one of my favorite books that I often recommend to my um, group of entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, is The $100 Startup. Mm-hmm. And with The $100 Startup, it's basically saying, you know, if all you had was $100, like, how can you take it and turn it into a business? Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happened here. The surprise that these girls had to get started was no more than $10, a bag of flowers, some sugar, some eggs, and that type of thing. And now here we are, you know, they're the youngest retail bakery owners in the world. That's and right. so it started with less than $10, right? Mm-hmm. And so the $100 startup is definitely a, a good uh, book to start with. And then there's also a book that I like to recommend. It's called um, The One Thing. The One Thing, I can't remember these authors' names, but... And the one thing the book talks about, because here's the thing, when we started business, we got all these ideas. Like we want to, so t- bring it home, you know, we want to have 50 cake flavors. You want to do cupcakes and cakes and ice cream and brownies. But and, soon it gets a problem with that. Yeah. Because so many people are buying so many the varieties or people get stuck not knowing which one to choose. Yeah. And yeah, so you have all these things. And then your your time and your capacity is limited, and you're trying to do all these things. You're trying to you know produce in all these different flavors and all these different sizes. And at the end of the day, there's just one of you, or you have a small staff getting started. Uh, so you need to bring it home. Specialize in one thing. What is the one thing that you do exceptionally well? Right now, uh, we do cupcakes, cakes, and cookies. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we started out with cakes, and we were there for a long time. We just added cookies, what, last year? And we're in seven years of business. Mm-hmm. So we mastered oh, that. Hey, cookies like only two things. Okay, well, we mastered the cake before we moved on to something else, right? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely suggest that, but it's so hard to get people to do that because they're like, I got all these ideas. And yes. they come off. 
It's like I can have 10 lip glosses. I'm like, just three. Just, right. just three flavors. That's it. Just yeah. three. Make those three known. And um, and also we have a face our our business consulting for our business social and consulting side. It's called the business bakery. And so if someone is interested in starting a business from scratch, and we mean from scratch, like getting the EIN, the LLC, getting your Google um, professional Gmail account set up. And when I say Gmail, I'm talking about the Google suite, you know. Your right, and not where it says at gmail.com. Right, your professional email address set up, getting listed in Google um, and, and Google location. And how to make a website. How to make your website and all that. And so that program is called the Business Bakery. And we, you know, definitely would like for you to come join us if you want to be a part of that. But yeah, we, and you get me live. And that's the difference that I say that I provide with the clients, that I provide to the clients that I work with is that there's not a bunch of replays. We're actually sitting there online, eight o'clock and nine o'clock at night after the kids are going to bed and we're building together someone to hold your hand and walk you through it. Because a lot of times what I found with women as they're building their business and building their kids' business, that there's just not enough time, right? We complain that there's not enough time. And so I like to teach you how to get that time back and also help you feel secure in the journey by just saying, okay, just one hour a day. Can you dedicate one hour a day to your business in whatever capacity? If that's, hey, you're strolling for new products, at least you can check that off and say, I spent an hour in the business today. Mm-hmm. And then you'll look up in six months' time, if it takes you a little longer, a year's time, and you built it. But you, you started where you were able to fit it within your capacity and not trying to take on a lot at one time and meet someone else's goals. Because as mothers, and raising families and kids, we definitely have to figure out how to balance this thing. Like we can't be all into the education, we can't be all into the business, and we can't be all into the hops. Like there's pockets of times that we have to set set aside to get this done. And so I definitely suggest, you know, um, working with a coach, even if it's not me, getting with someone that understands uh, business with kids. Because there's 50 million business coaches out there. I promise you, they're on every corner. I have some good ones myself. You know, I work with some of the best, I believe, out there. But even in that, they don't have kids, right? Yes. Yeah. And if they do have kids, they're grown and they've left the house and all that. So they don't understand the struggles that you go through with trying to say, like, my thing is, we get in here, we get the bank, and I looked up and somebody's like, is it time for lunch yet? I'm like, we just got here. Did you just eat? <laughs> How do we get this going? And you got a hungry child sitting over here, right? It just ain't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard what I heard, and I hope people took away is um, everybody has a bunch of great ideas. You need to narrow those great ideas down to one and Mm -hmm. get really specific about that one great idea so that you can really grow your foundation. Um, and, and once you have grown your foundation, then you can 100% can, um, can, can expand to other things. And the other thing is just uh, what I also took away from that was just do it. Um, when I talk to authors, I do a, 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 on my, a part of my, my brand is we, I talk to authors, I'm an author. And I always ask authors, you know, what, do, what advice do you give to somebody um, who wants to start? And what everybody always says, like eight times out of 10, literally the, the, um, the advice is, just do it. Just start, you know, just start with where you are and, and, and you'll figure out the rest. And that's what I just, you, you, if you have an hour of time to dedicate to your business, just start where you are and it will grow. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I, I thank you for all of that. I think all of the everything that you said was was very positive, and I hope that everybody took uh, something away from what they said. Well, the most important part of this conversation is definitely going to have to be where in the world can we buy these cakes? So you guys, guys, say that again for the people in the back who didn't hear. Ziggy and TootieCakes.com. That's amazing. So you guys make sure you check out Ziggy and TootieCakes.com where you can find the best in uh in cakes, cookies, and uh or the third thing you guys just offer besides the cakes and the cookies. Pies. Pies. Right. Cakes, cookies, and pies. Go to uh, www.ziggyandtootiecakes.com. Um, the takeout, check out also, obviously, the baker is the business bakery. Is that the name of the uh, business, bakery. business bakery? So that you can get your information and help on starting your own business. Girls, mom, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was great talking to you guys. I wish you all the best. And now I'm going to go order my cake. Awesome. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you. Are you inspired? I know I am. Talk to your kiddos this week. What ideas do they have that they might be able to grow into their very own business? How could you help? I want to thank my guests, Dr. Shiva Quinn and her daughters, Ziggy and Tootie, for taking the time to speak with us today. Show notes, resources, and links to the things we mentioned are available on our website at www.justlikemepresents.com. Make sure you hit subscribe and share this podcast with other parents and educators in your circle. If you wouldn't mind, leave us a review. It will help other people find the show and start them on their woke journey. Next week, we are going to dip our toes back into the schoolhouse waters and talk about what needs to be done to support teachers on their journeys so that they can create woke classrooms. Thanks for listening. And remember, if our children can see it, they can achieve it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go buy some cookies. Parents, are you frustrated with traditional education? I was. Educators, are you struggling to find inclusive academic content that represents your students? I know the feeling. That is why I created Just Like Me Presents. Just Like Me Presents is a multimedia production and development company that stresses the importance of literacy, culturally relevant teaching materials, and active learning experiences. Check out our culturally responsive books and supplemental curriculums on our website, www.justlikemepresents.com. In the Just Like Me book and JLM pick sections, your child will be amazed at how many books they can choose from where the characters look like them. They've never had math explained the way we do with Remember Through Rhyme, and I can guarantee the history we share with Meanwhile in Africa isn't taught in any traditional public school. Let us help you get the tools you need to rewrite your child's education and set them on a path to success. If you have a child in kindergarten through fifth grade, trust me, you'll want to check us out. Our programs help students develop a strong sense of self, affirm their identities, and encourage critical thinking and entrepreneurial skills. Head on over to the website now at www.justlikemepresents.com and help empower your child to become the best version of themselves. And remember, if our children can see it, they can achieve it.